Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software. Welcome back to the Daily Bible Reading. This is week 15, day 1. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read the story of Gideon, we pray that you would give us the faith to understand that our strength comes from you and the humility to understand that we can do nothing of ourselves. And as we read of what Jesus did for us, we realize that this was a price so high we could not hope to pay for our own salvation, but you loved us so much that you were willing to pay the price. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Judges chapter 7 Then Jerobal, that is, Gideon, rose early, and all the army that was with him. They were camped beside the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of the hill of Morah in the valley. And Yahweh said to Gideon, The troops that are with you are too many for me to give Midian into your hands. Israel will boast, saying, My hand has delivered me. So then, please proclaim in the hearing of the troops, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, let him return and depart from the mount of Gilead. About 22,000 troops returned, and 10,000 remained. And Yahweh said to Gideon, There are still too many troops. Bring them down to the water, and I will sift through them for you there. For whoever I say to you, This one will go with you, he will go with you. And for all whom I say to you, This one will not go with you, he will not go. So he brought down the troops to the water. And Yahweh said to Gideon, You must separate everyone who laps up the water to drink with his tongue like a dog, from those who kneel. The number of those who lapped up the water with their hand to their mouth was three hundred men. All the rest of the troops kneeled to drink the water. And Yahweh said to Gideon, I will deliver you with the three hundred men lapping up the water. I will give Midian into your hand, so let the other troops go, each to his own place. So they took their provisions and their trumpets into their hand, and he sent all the men of Israel, each one to his tent. But three hundred of the men he kept, the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. And that night Yahweh said to him, Get up, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid, go down to the camp with Purah your servant, and you will hear what they say, and afterward you will have courage, and you will go down against the camp. Then he went down with Purah his servant to the outpost of the armed men that were in the camp. Now the Midianites, Amalekites, and all the people of the east were lying in the valley like a great multitude of locusts. Their camels were without number, as numerous as the sand that is on the shore of the sea. When Gideon came, a man was recounting a dream to his friend, and he said, Behold, I had a dream. A round loaf of barley bread was tumbling into the camp of Midian, and it came up to the tent. It struck it, and it fell, and it turned it upside down so that the tent fell. His friend answered him and said, This cannot be anything except the sword of Gideon son of Jehoash, a man of Israel. God has given Midian and the entire camp into his hand. When Gideon heard the recounting of the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and returned to the camp of Israel and said, Get up, for Yahweh has given the camp of Midian into your hand. He divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put trumpets and empty jars in everyone's hand with torches inside the jars. And he said to them, Watch me and do the same. When I come to the edge of the camp, do just as I do. When I and all who are with me blow on the trumpet, you must also blow on the trumpets and surround the camp, and you must say, To Yahweh and to Gideon. 
So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle night watch, when they had just finished setting up the guards, and they blew on the trumpets and smashed the jars that were in their hands. When the three companies blew on the trumpets and broke the jars, they held in their left hand the torches, and in their right hand the trumpets were blowing, and they cried, A sword for Yahweh and for Gideon! And each stood in his place all around the camp, and all the camp ran, and they cried out as they fled. When they blew the three hundred trumpets, Yahweh set the sword of each one against his neighbor throughout the whole camp, and the camp fled as far as Beth Shittah, toward Zerah, up to Abel-Meholah, the border of Tabeth. And the men of Israel were called from Naphtali, from Asher, and from all of Manasseh, and they pursued after Midian. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down to oppose Midian, and capture from them the waters up to beth and the Jordan. He called out all the men of Ephraim, and they captured the waters of beth and the Jordan. And they captured the two commanders of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. And they killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb, and they killed Zeb at the winepress of Zeb, while they chased Midian. And they brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon from beyond the Jordan. Chapter 8 The men of Ephraim said to him, What is this thing you have done to us, not calling us when you went to fight against the Midianites? And they quarreled with him severely. And he said to them, What have I done now in comparison with you? Are not the gleanings of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Abizir? God has given into your hand the commanders of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. What have I been able to do in comparison with you? And their anger against him subsided when he said that. Then Gideon came to the Jordan, crossing it with the three hundred men who were with him, weary and pursuing. He said to the men of Succoth, Please give loaves of bread to the people who are following me, for they are weary, and I am pursuing Zeba and Zamuna, the kings of Midian. The officials of Succoth said, Is the hand of Zeba and Zamuna in your hand now, that we should give bread to your army? Gideon said, Well then, when Yahweh gives Zeba and Zamuna into my hand, I will trample your flesh with the thorns and briars of the wilderness. He went from there to Penuel, and he spoke similarly to them. And the men of Penuel answered him, just as the men of Succoth answered. And he said to the men of Penuel, saying, When I return safely, I will tear down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmunna were in Karkor, and their armies with them. About fifteen thousand men remained from the entire army of the people of the east. Those that fell in battle were one hundred and twenty thousand swordsmen. And Gideon went up the route of those who dwell in tents, on the east of Noba and Jogbaha, and he attacked the army when it was off its guard. And Zeba and Zalmunna fled, and he pursued them and captured the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmunna, and he routed the entire army. Then Gideon, son of Jehoash, returned from the battle by way of the ascent of Harry's. He captured a young man from Succoth and questioned him. The young man listed for him the commanders of Succoth and its elders, seventy-seven men. He came to the men of Succoth, and he said, Here is Zeba and Zalmunna, about whom you taunted me, saying, Is the palm of Zeba and Zalmunna in your hand now, that we should give food to your weary men? He took the elders of the city, and the thorn bushes and briars of the wilderness, and he trampled the men of Succoth with them. He broke down the tower of Penuel, and he killed the men of the city. And he said to Zeba and Zalmunna, What type were the men whom you killed at Tabor? And they said, They were like you. Each one of them had the appearance of the sons of the king. He said, They were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As Yahweh lives, if you had kept them alive, I would not kill you. And he said to Jether, his firstborn, Get up, kill them. But the boy did not draw his sword, for he was afraid, because he was still a boy. Zeba and Zalmunna said, Get up yourself and strike us, for as is the man, so is his power. 
So Gideon got up and killed Zeba and Zamuna, and he took the crescent ornaments that were on the necks of their camels. The men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you and your sons, and your son's son, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, and my son will not rule over you. Yahweh will rule over you. And Gideon said to them, Let me make a request of you, that each of you give to me an ornamental ring from his plunder. They had ornamental rings of gold, because they were Ishmaelites. They said, We will gladly give them. And they spread out a garment, and everyone threw there an ornamental ring of his plunder. The weight of the ornamental rings of gold that he requested was one thousand seven hundred shekels of gold, apart from the crescents, pendants, and purple garments that were on the kings of Midian, and apart from the pendants that were on the necks of their camels. Gideon made an ephod out of it, and he put it in his town in Ophrah, and all Israel prostituted themselves to it there, and it became a snare to Gideon and his family. And Midian was subdued before the Israelites, and they did not again lift up their head, and the land rested for forty years in the days of Gideon. Jerobbaal, the son of Joash, lived in his own house. Now Gideon had seventy sons, his own offspring, for he had many wives. His concubine, who was in Shechem, also bore him a son, and he named him Abimelech. And Gideon, son of Joash, died at a good old age, and he was buried in the tomb of Jehoash, his father, in Ophrah of the Abizorites. And it happened, as soon as Gideon died, the Israelites returned and prostituted themselves after the Baals, and they made for themselves Baal-Birith as God. The Israelites did not remember Yahweh their God, who had delivered them from the hand of their enemies from all around, nor did they show favor to the house of Jeroboam, that is, Gideon, in accordance with all the good that he did for Israel. Now to the New Testament. Luke, chapter 22. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is called Passover, was drawing near. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they could destroy him, because they were afraid of the people. And Satan entered into Judas, the one called Iscariot, who was of the number of the twelve. And he went away and discussed with the chief priests and officers of the temple guard how he could betray him to them. And they were delighted, and came to an agreement with him to give him money. And he agreed, and began looking for a favorable opportunity to betray him to them apart from the crowd. And the day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread came, on which it was necessary for the Passover lamb to be sacrificed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, so that we may eat it. So they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare it? And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered into the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house which he enters. And you will say to the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large furnished upstairs room. Make preparations there. So they went and found everything just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at the table, and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you that I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took in hand a cup, and after giving thanks he said, Take this, and share it among yourselves. For I tell you, from now on I will not drink of the product of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and after giving thanks he broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But behold, the hand of the one who is betraying me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man is going according to what has been determined. 
but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to debate with one another, who then of them it could be who was going to do this. And a dispute also occurred among them, as to which of them was recognized as being the greatest. So he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But you are not to be like this, but the one who is greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the one who leads like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who reclines at the table, or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am in your midst as the one who serves. And you are the ones who have remained with me in my trials. And I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred on me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. And he said to them, When I sent you out without a money bag and a traveler's bag and sandals, you did not lack anything, did you? And they said, Nothing. And he said to them, But now the one who has a money bag must take it, and likewise a traveler's bag, and the one who does not have a sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this that is written must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted with the criminals. For indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. So they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said to them, It is adequate. And he went away and proceeded according to his custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples also followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and knelt down and began to pray saying, Father, if you are willing, take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in anguish, he began praying more fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he got up from the prayer and came to the disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you will not enter into temptation. While he was still speaking, behold, there came a crowd, and the one named Judas, one of the twelve, leading them. And he approached Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those around him saw what was about to happen, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And a certain one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Stop, no more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. And Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as against a robber? Every day when I was with you in the temple courts, you did not stretch out your hands against me. But this is your hour and the domain of darkness. And they arrested him and led him away and brought him into the house of the high priest. But Peter was following at a distance. And when they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat down among them. And a certain female slave, seeing him sitting in the light and looking intently at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And after a short time another person saw him and said, You also are one of them. 
but Peter said, Man, I am not. And after about one hour had passed, someone else was insisting, saying, In truth, this man also was with them, because he is also a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. And the Lord turned around and looked intently at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. And the men who were guarding him began to mock him while they beat him. And after blindfolding him, they repeatedly asked him, saying, Prophesy, who is the one who struck you? And they were saying many other things against him, reviling him. And when day came, the council of elders of the people gathered, both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their Sanhedrin, saying, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will never believe, and if I ask you, you will never answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So they all said, Are you then the Son of God? And he said to them, You say that I am. And they said, Why do we have need of further testimony? For we ourselves have heard it from his mouth. Well, we not only heard it in the scriptures here, but we believe it. And because we believe he is the Son of God, we do as he said. Well, until next time, let's keep meditating on the Word of God.